Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. All right, hello my loves. This episode's gonna be a little bit different because I did it as a live on Instagram. So uh, it'll be a little different in the sense that there is a little bit of back and forth communication. If you are on the Instagram live, thank you so much. But I wanted to make sure that you guys who listen to my podcast religiously, I love you so much. I wanted to make sure that you got this content too and that it was easily accessible because I know it's not the easiest thing in the world to sit down and watch an Instagram video that's uh, a bit longer, but it is a little bit easier, you know, to throw on a podcast while you're getting ready or driving or something like that. I know it is easier for me to listen to a podcast. So I'm going to throw this on here for you guys. And I hope that you receive as much magic as, you know, I felt coming through talking about Capricorn, about Saturn, about the winter solstice and um, just this energy of shifting into Capricorn as our guide for the next little while. We've already been feeling it with Capricorn, Mercury, and Venus. You know, we've got lots of energy stirring, but let's tap in, refocus, and realign as we finish out 2023. Now, you guys know, I don't believe this is the new year, but it is in the traditional world. So let's focus in and do some very Capricornian work. I hope you love this episode and I can't wait to hear all your thoughts on it. This goes. Okay, as you're hopping on, say hello, give me a wave, tell me you can hear me, tell me all these good things. I'm just gonna move something around here. One second, guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> Hello, hello, guys. So nice to see you. Hello. Hi, Hamilton Mama Bear. Drop your names too. If your name isn't in your profile and you want me to <laughs> address you by your name, tell me your name. Um, hey, hey, okay. Jessica, hello. That's so halls. Hello, hello, my loves. Okay. We are, okay, guys, I'm trying something new here. I'm attempting to record this um, as a podcast and a live so that I can kill two birds with one stone because Capricorn vibes, right? Um, and today we're going to talk about Capricorn season. We're going to talk about the winter solstice. We're going to talk about um, the new moon to Friday. What day is it, guys? The new moon on Friday, the 23rd. Hello, hello. And we are going to get into some good stuff. Okay, Hamilton Mama Bear. Hi, I'm Carrie. Carrie, hello. Used to be friends with your husband before finding out. Oh my gosh, no way um, that you married Josh until later. Very cool. Hi, Carrie. That's so exciting. I'm going to have to ask Josh um, more about that. That's I love that. He's just the best. So um, anyone he knows, I'm, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. How Capricorn of me, right? I'm trying to get all the things done efficiently right now. Okay. You guys know, if you know me at all, I've got big Capricorn energy and big Virgo energy. So try to be efficient. Okay. 
we're all set up here and we're ready to dive in. Okay. Tell them Garrett and Carrie say hi. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. I will for sure. I'll give him a, give him that message later tonight. Okay. So, okay. I've been feeling a lot and I want to go, I want to know if you guys have been feeling this shift. We're not even in Capricorn season, like officially. Okay. The sun this morning when I checked in, cause every morning I do a journal process, I check where the moon is. If I know the sun is shifting, I check in at that degree. And this morning we were at 29 degrees Sagittarius. So, um, let's actually pop into the chart reader right now and let's confirm, are we in this energy officially yet? Where are we at? Um, let's see. The sun is still at 29 degrees. We're going to take our time through this one. Okay. Not till five. Love it. Okay. Um, so I know the solstice tonight is around like nine 50 something, something like that. So the solstice officially is this evening or like technically tonight. And so we're feeling the energies as we're shifting, but you know, there's always like a shadow to every, every energy, right? There's the mercury retrograde shadow that we feel and every energy has a bit of a shadow. So over the last couple of days, honestly, even like the last week, I've been feeling this sense of like focusing in on discipline and some words we're going to talk about today. And I want to know if you guys have been feeling that energy around goals and kind of getting more focused and tapping more into um, setting a foundation rather than, you know, the Sagittarian energy of, you know, blazing forward, um, aiming your arrow of truth. When we started the month, uh, I felt this surge of energy when we moved into Sagittarius season. I wonder if you guys felt that too, or it was just like all of this um, active energy came in. Okay. Cause we don't have a lot of fire going on in the sky in general. So when the sun moves into a, a fire sign right now, like it is just like a surge of energy bursting through us. Um, so when I, when I felt that at the beginning of the month, it was really good. But as the month began to progress, I felt more of that Capricorn energy. So we do have Venus and Mercury and Capricorn already. Um, they're quite far in too. So We've been feeling that energy build and now the sun is going to move in too. So Capricorn is, you know, Capricorn gets such a bad rap in the um, pop astrology world because Capricorn's serious and because Capricorn, they're the hard workers. Um, they're always joked as being the energies that don't believe in astrology, right? They're just <laughs> too level-headed. Um, and Though those things are true, the level-headedness, the grounded nature, the practicality, those are the energies of this. Really what Capricorn does is it focuses us in on our personal legacy and it helps us sort of, it's like Sagittarius season, we aim to be, you know, forming belief systems. And then out of those belief systems, we figure out how we're going to build a foundation and be successful in life, right? It's, it's discipline, it's, um, determination. It's really setting your eyes on the prize, let's say, and going for it, you know, Capricorn energy, nothing's going to stop a Capricorn. If you have a Capricorn Mars in your chart, nothing is going to stop you. If you have big Capricorn energy in your chart in general, like you're probably going to be determined to the point where people are like, are you ever going to quit? And the answer is absolutely not. There's no, that's not a, 
that's not a thing in a Capricorn's language. Don't quit, right? So when we're stepping into this season, we are shifting our energy into focus, okay? I want you guys to think about focus and discipline. And discipline as an energy, if you guys have watched the the YouTube video that I posted earlier this year, I don't know, maybe in the summer, and it's about Saturn and Saturn not being the devil you know, because we associate the word discipline with, you know, being punished, right? Like when we're kids, we get punished and we get disciplined. And when we focus in on that energy, we start to think that Saturn and Capricorn and the 10th house are like these like energies that are out to get us. When in fact, discipline is actually the focus and determination to follow through with something. Okay. So think about when you're learning a discipline, okay, you are so focused that you are going to learn no matter what you are going to focus in and learn that, that subject, um, or the energy of like discipline is really follow through, right? It's the ability to look at something and say, I want to do this. I want to achieve this, or I want this goal and nothing is going to stop me from achieving it. Okay. we got a Capricorn rising in here. Yeah. If you guys have Capricorn placements, share them with me now. Um, if you know me at all, I've got a big stacked 10th house. I've got my third house, a Capricorn stellium in there. And, um, that energy for me, Capricorn's actually one of the highest energies in my chart. It probably won't surprise a lot of people, but it really surprised me when I learned that years ago, it kind of blew me away. Okay. So, okay, Ashley, that's all I've been hearing from the channel. Yeah. From channeling self-discipline is self-love. Literally. I sent out, I think an email yesterday, or maybe it's going out tomorrow. Guys, I'm all in my head here. There's so much coming through, but yes, self-discipline is self-love like hands down, when we think about hustle culture, okay, um, there is the low version of hustle culture, okay, hustle culture is completely bulldozing yourself and others to achieve. And it's when we burn ourselves out, it's when we lose focus of self care, it's just like you go, 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 you lose even a huge disconnect with the feminine right? Disconnect with the feminine. Okay. We've got cap descendant. We've got a cap rising. Love it. Uranus, Neptune, North node, Lilith. Ah, okay. All on the ascendant. Okay. I love it. So all the cap energy in here today. So when we focus in on hustle culture, we see the toxicity. That's the low, low, low of Capricorn. Okay. The low it's like, I'm going to achieve no matter what, but Discipline as self-care means you value your goals and your desires enough that you're going to friggin' follow through with them. Okay. You're going to do what you need to do to achieve them. So I put up a post today that was actually kind of harsh. And sometimes, you know, the planets come through and they just want to say things that are like going to move you. And what I said in the post was, you know, a lot of people are going to read my posts right now about Capricorn season and getting your shit together. They're going to read them for the dopamine hip, and then they're going to go on with their day and not implement anything. Okay. Anything, nothing will be implemented because it is easier to fall into bad habits. It is easier not to hold yourself accountable. Saturn Capricorn is not an easy energy, right? It is 
the ability to hold yourself accountable to actually achieve your dreams. And when we look around, most people are not doing that because they don't have the self-discipline. Okay. They don't have it. They don't even want to cultivate it. They'll talk a lot of shit. They'll talk a big game. I know Saturn is really talking here. Sorry guys, he's getting aggressive, but like talk a big game, but there's no freaking follow through. And I'm going to own this for myself too. Big ownership here around my own, you know, uh, low octaves and addictions. So Netflix is one of my addictions, chocolate. I have a freaking chocolate problem, guys. If you feel me on this one, whatever your vice is, Saturn is the way you quit your vice. Okay. And you do it by shifting your focus and owning your priorities and also looking at like, what is your priority, right? We say that it's one thing and then we go and do another thing. Is that your priority? And getting really clear on that will help us say, okay, my priority is actually to, you know, right now for me, it's building this astrology business into something where I can connect with a large quantity of people and help you guys really change your lives through the cosmos. That's like my, my vision. And Anything that's holding me back from that, and I'm not talking about rest. I'm not, you know, guys, if you know me, I'm a rester, I'm a napper, I'm, I'm, I like to sleep, I like to take my time, I don't fill my schedule too much. But anything that is holding me back from assisting you guys in changing your lives, that's my mission here. Anything that's holding me back from that, I need to be very, very aware of my priorities and my discipline. Okay. So me turning on Netflix in the middle of the day, because I got a low energy slump is not supporting me in doing, you know, my big vision. So getting through to yourself of like the difference between rest, right? The, the opposite of Capricorn is cancer is rest is nurturing is nourishment is slowing down is nesting is being at home is resting, um, intuition, emotions. But when we're in too much of that, or we're too cancerian, we don't do anything. <laughs> and when we are too Capricornian or too focused on that Capricorn energy, we do too much. So we have to find the balance of where are you going to discipline yourself and how are you going to discipline yourself? What is worth the sacrifice? Okay. Big questions. Like, um, today I had to push back my morning because I didn't get out of bed at the time I wanted to. And then that brings up a level of, was that needed? Sometimes it is, or was that just me falling back into my vices? So we have all this dichotomy happening and we get to question. So Capricorn season brings us into this divine focus on our, on our, desires and our willingness to go after them, our focus, our goals, and the systems that are actually going to support us to do them, like to go through the processes, whatever it is we need to do to achieve what we want to achieve. We're going to need a system, right? We're going to need to put, put something in place. Okay. Cancer rising here. Yes. Just want to flow all day, which is not wrong as long as we are 
as long as we're cultivating both ends of the spectrum, right? Both ends of that spectrum. Uh, for, for some of us, it's going to feel so, so natural to be in a flow state and that's your energy signature. But when we're too deep in a certain energy, we have to remember we can over nurture our energies, right? We can over nurture our signs and under nurture opposite signs. So when we're looking at our chart, we kind of got to ask, am I over nurturing Capricorn or am I under nurturing Capricorn? Am I being too intense, too rigid, too focused, too um, stagnant, too hard, um, too overly responsible, all those things, or am I being the opposite of that? So Capricorn season and specifically this Capricorn season, okay, we, we've got Mercury in its shadow period in Capricorn. And by like the 29th, it's going to move into retrograde, moving back all the way through Capricorn. And what I'm calling this for you guys, and I'm debating doing um, a New Year's masterclass on this. So let me know if you guys are interested in that, like a free little masterclass for you guys, um, is tapping into this ending phase of the year is a cosmic cleanup. Okay. It's a cosmic cleanup for 2022. We started out 2022 with the energy of Venus, Mars in Capricorn, hanging out with Pluto. And there was this whole like Pluto party happening and it really um, erupted some stuff in partnerships. It erupted some stuff in our systems and our foundations. A lot came up in the start of the year. And it was this dance back and forth between our desires, our values, all this stuff. And then as we move through the year, there's been a lot of transform transformational energy. We can't deny that, right? Like how much transformation have you experienced this year? I, I would love to know because for me, it has been probably the most transformative year since like 2013, 2014 for me. Okay. And that's around the time the nodes were in the same um, place as right now. So the year started with this process. And right now we get to go back into our re what is, what is the words I want to throw in here, guys? Um, we get to clean up, clear out and shift ourselves in regards to everything we've built this year. Okay. We've, if you feel like me at all, you've built a lot, you've dismantled a lot, you destroyed a lot (laughs) and the systems, the goals, may not feel clear right now. You may not know exactly where you're headed and that's okay. That's totally okay. You might know exactly where you're headed and you need to put a system in order to get there, right? And so this mercury retrograde phase we're we're moving into, I'm calling the cosmic cleanup because it is preparing us to go into, you know, the rest of the astrological new year from Capricorn to Aries. It's the ending phase. It's the closing phase. It's the, um, the clear out phase. And we need to know what are we clearing out? What is feeling good and aligned? What is not? And how are we going to move forward? Okay, so how are we going to systemize ourselves to move forward? Um, What structures do we need to put in place? What goals do we need to set? How are we shifting? How are we going to become more disciplined, right? We can't just say, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be more disciplined. That's just not how it works, okay? But we can 
you know, study discipline. We can learn processes to put in place to become more disciplined. Um, I follow this amazing guy. His name is Dan Ko. Um, the last name is spelled K-O-E. And if you guys go into like my following list, you'll see him. He, I think it's like the Dan Ko or something. And he is all about like man, he's got such an earth energy. He's all about uh, running your business as like a, a one person business. And he is so about systems, discipline, stoicism, and order and structure. And I'm just like, I'm passionately in love with what he teaches. And he's really like a Saturn soul where he just like kicks your ass into gear. And he has been like part of my process of getting my discipline back in of this, uh, this planner that he has that you open up in notion and every single day you write down your daily experience, you write down your monthly experience, your weekly experience, your quarterly experience, and you get a plan right? you get a game game set match, like to know game plan. That's what I'm looking for guys, the word game plan, and you know where you're headed. So when we create these things, right? Or commit to a daily practice, commit to a daily routine, commit to your daily yoga practice, the gym, um, or even as simple as you writing down these morning plans. It's like, what do I have to do today? What are the boxes I need to check? And then figuring out, am I checking my boxes? Am I showing up for myself? Was it laziness? Was it just a busy day? Did time get away from me? Where is my time going, right? We can reflect and actually change rather than just saying, okay, January 1st, I'm going to wake up and be a new person. It's not how it works, right? Okay, I'm going to pop into the comments here. Okay. For me, it's been transformative as well in terms of where I want to be. Yeah. Um, on a collective level, it's been huge. Yeah, the government systems all over the world are starting to crumble. Thank you, Pluto and Capricorn. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. This dismantlement we're watching is Capricorn doing its thing. We're seeing the high octaves. We're seeing the low octaves. We're seeing Pluto truly go in and destructurize um, everything that's not working. And so watching this energy as just like humans, right? With the way we view the world now, it was just way too much information, but like, which is a blessing and a curse um, is so transformative in our souls. You know, we're stepping so deeply into a new way of living whether you pick timeline A, timeline B, or any in between. But yeah, like we need to restructure ourselves. And if we really want to radically change the world, which part of my mission here is to do that, we're going to have to change ourselves. We're going to have to change our complacency. We're going to have to change our laziness. And yes, discipline is self-care. Okay. So that's my Capricorn spiel. And now that like takes us into the winter solstice. Now, if you're in the Southern hemisphere watching this, you're kind of going to flip everything I'm saying. Um, but in the Northern hemisphere where I am, I'm in Ontario right now, tapping into this energy of the, the longest night of the year. Okay. If we think about Capricorn for a minute, um, if you guys know the symbol of Capricorn has kind of like a scythe to it, um, Capricorn is also associated with the Grim Reaper in the tarot. Capricorn is the devil. Um, and there's always this energy of something I think people forget about Capricorn. And that is the energy of the harvest. Okay. It is the scythe is meant to harvest grain. Capricorn is part of the harvest and it's part of like 
the waiting period. Okay. When we plant seeds, when we have ideas, we set the goals in Capricorn season, we want to achieve, but we might not achieve because we're still systemizing and we're still setting the foundation of what we want to achieve, right? It's like, we're like getting really clear on our mission. Uh, if you were to have a mission statement, it would be probably very aligned to your midheaven, which is Capricorn energy. And Saturn is really like this energy of both death in a sense, but also of waiting, right? Of hard work and waiting. Like you, uh, you work the fields, you know, you get ready for everything and you, you harvest everything in Libra season. I mean, here in the, um, the Northern hemisphere, and then the winter comes and we know spring is coming, right? We know spring's coming. Uh, Capricorn knows spring is coming. It knows Aries season is coming, but we have to wait. We have to wait for our dreams, our goals, our desires to germinate to, um, even if we think about like soil for a minute, we have to wait for everything to die. Right. And as it dies in, into the soil, the, the nutrients are really funneled through. And that is what begins to grow new things as we enter Aries season. So knowing that this energy we're moving into the winter solstice is a slowing down. It's a time to process, right? We're hibernating, we're slowing. And as we slow, we can set those goals. We can get very clear on where we haven't been in alignment with our dreams. Do we even know our dreams? Have our dreams shifted? Um, and when we can do that, when we can take this time to slow down, and I swear to God, the holidays are meant to like trip us up out of this energy because you go batshit crazy, you eat a lot of sugar, um, and then you put all this pressure, which is very low octave Saturn energy on yourself to be with people that maybe don't align with you, or there's all this drama or, you know, just the level of expectation that comes with the holidays where you have to be in 7 million different places, cook 7 million different things. And suddenly the season's not very fun anymore. So when we look at that, that's very Saturnian, um, to put all this pressure on ourselves, to put the weight of the world on our shoulders in this season, when instead the season's actually meant to be you getting your shit together, right? Just getting clear and creating a bit of order and, you know, focusing in on your, your goals and your dreams and your desires. So when we tap into this moment, the winter solstice where things are supposed to be slow, calm, we're supposed to be inward, nourishing, hot foods, um, soothing foods, really, really tapping into like root vegetables and things that are going to be hearty, right? And then instead we go and we create these, these holidays that are just batshit crazy in a in a moment when we're supposed to be hibernating. Like that would make so much more sense in Aries season to have this time where we go and we spend so much time with people and we go and we just like have all this energy to initiate and start things. So we can see how things are kind of thrown off now, whether or not that's planned or not, who's to say, but Either way, it is out of alignment with our energetics. So if you are feeling like, you know, slow right now, if you're feeling quiet right now, if you're feeling calm right now, and you just want to go inward, that's normal. That's the nature cycle. That's the astrological cycle is like, get your goals in order, slow down, 
process, especially with Mercury moving into retrogrades, like processing, processing and getting very, very clear. And on the winter solstice, I'm laughing at like TikTok and Instagram right now. And I, I totally, you know, got hooked on this a couple of years ago is there are so many versions of Santa Claus. Okay, guys, when you're scrolling the, the wild, wild internet, there are so many versions of Santa Claus. So someone in, over here is going to say Santa Claus came from the pagan holiday of blah, blah, blah. You're going to see over here. Okay. Santa Claus came from Norse mythology and it was actually Odin. Um, I listened to one the other day that was quite fascinating from uh, sacred anarchy about Santa Claus being the shamans in Siberia. And it was linked to this mushroom festival and the winter solstice. Um, and then you'll hear other ones around like St. Nicholas and okay. <laughs> so let's just take that for a minute and understand that the winter solstice was definitely hijacked. Okay. hundred percent hijacked. Um, even in the Bible that it states that Jesus was born in the lambing season. Okay. So the lambing season is actually airy season. Okay. Jesus was not born on Christmas. It doesn't make any sense, um, even based on their own scripture. <laughs> so that's one thing. Now we know from ancient traditions, no matter where you went in the world, there was a winter solstice practices. Okay. There was a celebration of light and that's what the winter solstice really is. It's the celebration of the return of light. It's the, it's the longest day of the year, knowing that now the days will shorten and the sun is returning. This was the sign that winter is eventually going to end. Okay. And the harvest is going to come back and airy season is going to come in and the plants will flourish and the food will return. And so this was a night of hope. Okay. The winter solstice is a celebration of the return of light. No matter where Santa Claus came from, there is probably a hundred million different views or stories, or they're all the same. And they're all like mushed together to create Santa Claus. Who knows? Santa Claus was really actually just popularized by Coca-Cola at the end of the day. So when we tap into this energy, there's always been a story about, you know, some sort of character during this time. There's always been winter solstice celebrations, and really, it's really just a celebration of nature. And so when we can tap back into, yeah, we're in a celebration of nature, whether you're in the Northern hemisphere, having your winter solstice or the Southern hemisphere, having your summer solstice, you are in a celebration of light in some way. Okay. In some way, it is a celebration of light. And when we know for a second, I sent out an email about this, I think yesterday, the pineal gland, okay, the pineal gland guys, there are so many studies on how the pineal gland reacts to sunlight and how our skin is charged by sunlight, how our, yeah, our eyes, our skin, everything is charged by sunlight. And we are almost like batteries. Okay. Receiving sunlight as the charger in the Northern hemisphere. If you guys are over here with me, you know, how little light we get in the winter and how cold it friggin' gets. I think it's like minus five today in Hamilton, um, back home in Kelowna. I think it's minus like 25. I don't even know. It's so cold there right now. You don't want to go outside. Okay. <laughs> even when it's sunny, you don't want to go outside. Um, and so we, we disconnect from the light. We disconnect from our healer, our natural healer. And so 
the celebration of light in the Northern hemisphere is the celebration of, you know, our third eye, our pineal gland of the moments where we know we're going to get more light again, we're going to get more light codes again, and we're going to feel restored. Um, But we're still in the winter. We're still in the hibernation, we're still in the slowness. And so when we honor you know, a mix of Capricorn season and then our natural seasons, um, what do we end up in? And reflecting on that for yourself is going to be really big. So I want you guys tapping into your chart right now and looking at the house ruled by Capricorn and what that house is in your life. Okay. What area of your life is being activated by not only the sun when it moves in, by the winter solstice, by Venus, by Mercury, by Mercury retrograde, by Pluto. He's still there. He's going to be there till next year. Then he's going to go back in. It's like whole Capricorn party. It's like, what area of your life is being illuminated? Okay. That's what the sun does. It illuminates a certain section of your chart and it shows you where to focus in based on the astrological transits. And if you're anything like me, you feel those shifts happen. There's no denying it. It's just, it is what it is. And each season we can reflect on ourselves and learn something a little bit more about ourselves. Okay. So I'll give you guys an example. Capricorn rules my third house. So when I'm tapping into this and then in whole signs, it actually rules my fourth house. So I like to reflect on both personally. And when I reflect in on this, like, yeah, it does make a lot of sense for my perception of life getting heightened. Maybe it's home stuff. God around this season, it totally is home stuff. And my like trauma of home and relationship and family, um, all of that comes up. So that fourth house stuff definitely gets activated. My Saturn's there, my, my Uranus is there, my, uh, my Neptune's there. So we get to see like what's being turned on. How is it feeling? Um, is there healing needed? Is there balance needed? Do we need to nurture ourselves, right? Are we too in our Capricorn all the time? I fall heavily into my Capricorn more than my cancer and my cancer is where my Chiron is. So knowing that I need to re-nurture myself constantly, reparent myself constantly, it, it really helps us heal and helps us heal. Okay. So let me pop into the comments here. 12th house until it passes my ascendant and cap. That's where, yeah, it'll shift to the first. Okay, cool. So you kind of know you've got like a 12th first energy happening here, right? Um, and we can tap into like, what is that showing to us? And how can we work every month with an area of our life, knowing that it's being fully illuminated by the sun, right? The sun is coming through like a spotlight and it's hitting that area and just being like, hi, focus here for a second, right? Look here, look at all the like shadows and the nooks and the crannies and all the things you've hidden away. It's like every month we get an invitation to shine a light on an area of our chart. And that's what we do in my membership, right? Every single month we go into a ritual focused on the sun energy, which is the new moon energy to shine a big old spotlight on the shadows, the karmic work, the pain points, and we flush it out, right? Not all of it's going to leave this. The Saturn stuff is big, heavy energy, but Every, every month we look at a new energy and we flush out the karma that we can do. We realign, we move our energy out, we put protection on, we shift, we move um, and understand the energies more and more every single month. 
Okay. We've got a seventh house Capricorn. So relationships and we get to just tap in. How does it feel? What's showing up? And then we get to tap into the new moon on Friday, right? So we've got all this Capricorn energy. Okay. So what happens before the new moon is exactly what my membership focuses on every month is the dark moon. And the dark moon is purging, cleansing, and detoxing. Okay. So Every single dark moon, right before the new moon, you get to purge, release, cleanse, and clear. This means old Capricorn energy that's stagnant, the things that's not working, those um, those bad habits, those vices, those areas where you're not being disciplined, those areas where you're being over-disciplined and not giving yourself any grace, we get to move them out, right? We get to shift them out. We get to detox them, but we have to see them. And they won't always all go away, but when we can look at it, when we can see it and honor it and honor ourselves for what we are, okay, you're low Capricorn. If you've got low Capricorn octaves, it's not bad. It's just who you are. And now you can learn to work with it on a deeper level. And then knowing as we move into the new moon Capricorn, okay, we're setting intentions. We're setting intentions for this energy and when we are doing that right before Mercury retrograde, okay, we've got the shadow happening. We get to set intentions pre-retrograde. And then in the retrograde, we, toward the last week of Mercury retrograde, it's setting intentions again. So you're going to find a clarity point between the two, right? We set our new moon intentions. Okay. I want to get disciplined. I want to find temperance. I want to be focused. I want to release my vices, whatever that, whatever it is, right? Uh, Maybe it's just, I want more self-love. I want more self-acceptance of my lower octaves. That's okay. And then we move in through that mercury retrograde phase and season. We clear out, cleanse, we shift, we empty our computers of all their crappy data. You know, we clear out all the like photos on our phone that don't feel good. Those are just tangible things. Then we clear out our inner clutter, right? We clear out our emotions. We work on our father issues, our male masculine energies, our um, Capricorn. It's like our patriarchal connections and matriarchal and the grandmother. We start to heal these things and then we re- evaluate and set those intentions. Are they still in alignment? They probably will be, but they'll be more clear. So that's where we're at. Okay, guys, we have so much potent energy to slingshot us, but right now we're in the collection phase. Okay. We're in the moment where we get very, very clear and it's going to take some time. And depending on the transits that are happening in your chart, clarity could be, you know, a double-edged sword right now. Uh, if you tap into my chart, I'm in a big Neptune transit right now, directly across from my sun. I'm not entirely clear on my vision. Okay. So you might have those experiences right now too, but either way, we're getting clear on a piece. Okay. A piece of our chart is becoming more clear and whatever that is, I want you guys to let that, you know, bubble up over the next month, month, and get really clear about your boundaries. Capricorn helps us say no to things we don't want to do. Capricorn helps us say, you know, or focus in on what's important and release the things that aren't. And knowing that Saturn is not here, you know, to kick your ass in in a negative way. He's really here 
to lovingly realign you through discipline, through temperance, through patience, and through focusing in on your personal legacy. So the last thing I'll leave you guys with is I would say over the next month, also tap into your midheaven. Like what are your personal goals and are they in alignment with your midheaven? What are you here to do? What is your personal legacy? That's the ultimate question right now, right? What is your personal legacy? And what are you willing to do in order to achieve it? What are you willing to release in order to achieve it? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to achieve it? And what are you willing to cultivate? right? What are you bringing into 2023 in order to achieve your personal legacy? For me, it's like, I just bought a book called discipline is destiny um, by Ryan holiday. I'm going to be studying that. I've got another book, all about habits. Um, I'm focusing in on that stuff right now for you. It's going to look different. So tap in and say, Hey, what does it look like? All right. Okay. Do you guys have any questions? Do you have any thoughts um, that are bubbling up and boiling to the surface? Let me know. I'm here for them. Give it a second. I know sometimes it can take a moment for questions to come through. Or maybe you guys are just feeling really good and you feel supported. Let me know if you're feeling supported and you feel ready to tap into this season, right? Let me know what's coming up for you. Okay. Resonate with everything you spoke on. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you for being here. Like this was a a little bit of a long one for me. So thank you for staying the whole time. Like you don't even know what that means to me. It's just such a pleasure to be able to spill all the things that kind of get stuck in my head, guys. There's so much in here. So (laughs) thank you for letting me pour it out for you. Um, and yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much for your energy today, for your questions, for your, um, your placements. Okay. Okay. Midheaven is in Pisces and been so drawn to spiritual practices. Yes. Okay. So know that, yeah, these energies are so tied together. We can't untie our Capricorn energy from our Midheaven because it's how we get to our personal legacy. Okay. So same for my Midheaven and Leo, like, man, she's just like on fire right now. She just wants to you know, empower and light everybody up and like ooze confidence out so that you guys can be confident on your journeys, right? So I love this so much. Yes, thank you for sharing. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys go on with your day. I absolutely am so grateful for your energy, your love and your your sharing. It just means the world to me. So thank you guys so much. Yeah, Pisces in the 10th. Yes, exactly. Pisces, yeah, 10th house. If your midheaven's not in the 10th house, same thing. Focus in on that 10th house. It's part of your personal legacy. You might have two different energies working together. Okay. Goodbye, my loves. I'm sending you so, so much love. If you guys ever want to revisit this, I am going to put it on the podcast. So it will be there Um, if you need to tap into it over the next month. And again, shoot me up a message if you guys do want me to host a free masterclass on Mercury Retrograde and how we can do our cosmic cleanup this year. Okay, so lots of love to you beautiful souls. Have a wonderful Mercurial Wednesday. Wednesday.